If Sebastian decided he wanted a rat tail, do you guys remember rat tails? Oh, I do. Listen, I've had a couple mullets on accident, so. I just, I feel like, oh, God, if he wants, like, a rat tail or a mullet or eat, like. Just so you know, you can get a clip on rat tail. I've seen Oh, them. my God. So that's a good, there you go. Scary fierce. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. Ladies, we hope you enjoy today's very special back-to-school episode of Scary Mommy Speaks, brought to you by Seattle's Best Coffee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the show for women who are owning motherhood and all its glory, pain, and playdates. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And if you're new to Scary Mommy, we're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We tell it like it is. No sugarcoating and no impossibly perfect standards. This is the real deal. Mommies, I just want to let you know if you have been enjoying the ride as much as we have, and boy, have we been enjoying the ride. Sure have. Uh, please make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast because it does truly help other moms find us. So, my lovely friend, how was your week? Oh, my goodness. Luna is, again, I, I know I've said this before, like in three days, leaps and bounds. So, she's fully talking. Hysterical! My mom um, very generously offered to watch my daughter for a couple of days. And my daughter's name is Luna, and she started to say Luna. And she actually, as she's putting herself to sleep, she chants it. But anyway, um, my mom had been wanting to be called Nani as, okay. instead that's of grandma. That's Italian, right? Yeah, she's, she's actually not Italian, but that's a long story. Okay. But anyway, she wanted to be called Nani. And my, my daughter wasn't saying it. I mean, you know, she's not saying much, so we just thought maybe that's just a hard one to say. So when I went to go drop off my daughter at my mom's house, my mom was opens up the back door, and Luna points to my mom and says, Linda. <laughs> just like that? Linda. Linda. And then I thought she was saying Luna, and it was confused, and then she pointed to herself and said, Luna. Luna, and it was, Linda. It was very clear. So I think it's hysterical that my daughter just is going to go straight to first names. I'm wondering if she's just going to call me Carrie and not Mama. I mean, I just think it's so her personality, it cracks me up. Yeah. I mean, on that note, Sebastian has never called me Mama. He's never called me Mommy. He just calls me Mom. <laughs> like, like we're just, he's just Like a he's teenager. an adult child, right? Yeah. Um, and he has, he loves my father. Which is really interesting because, obviously, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I'm really close with my mom. Love my dad terribly also, but my mom and I are just another another level of whatever. You got a different kind of connection. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sebastian loves my dad, and they live like seven blocks from us, so we're there all the time. So he will be walking up the stairs to my parents' house and go, Pape, Pape. <laughs> I want Pape. It's the funniest thing. I do have to say, thanks to my mom, because Luna has been at my mom's house, I've been able to wake up every single morning, have my cup of coffee, meditate, have like an actual morning instead of being shot out of the cannon. I have no idea what that's like. I love that. We have quite an episode this week, guys. Tell me about it. We are talking about gender-neutral dress codes. I think I need some kind of dress code lately, some kind of, like, code. You have a stripey dress code kind of going the last couple weeks. You know I love my stripes. I know. Stripes, hats, neckerchiefs. That's your code. Yeah. We are also handing out the Crushing It crown to an amazing teacher just in time for the back-to-school season. And we are hitting the streets and finding out how you get through your morning. We want your hacks. We want to know how you make it go smoother. I mean, honestly, I'll take any... 
any tips you give me. My mornings are a disaster, so... Uh, Maybe you need to get my mom because she made my mornings Linda. amazing. <laughs> Linda! Linda! I mean, one thing that can get me through the morning was that these confessions were great. And guess what? Guess who we have reading them? I am so excited. Kate... Blanchette. The queen. Have you read the book, Where Did You Go, Bernadette? I haven't, but I kind of want to after seeing the trailer for the movie. I know. It looks really good. She's I just gonna, think she's so brilliant. She's going to win an Academy Award for reading these confessions. That's how good she is. Oh, I love her. Anyway, we've got an interesting first story about a mom who, wait for it, let her daughter dye her hair. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's full of great messages and styles, and it's up right after this. Back to school mornings, Carrie. This is going to be our lives soon. How do moms do it? It's not like we have a celebrity-style arsenal of nannies to wake our kids up and get them off to school. I think they drink coffee. Seattle's best coffee. If you can't have a bunch of nannies this back-to-school season, at least Seattle's best coffee can help your mornings run smoother. I could use some coffee right now. It's time for our Crushing It crown. Crushed it. Crushed it. We are moving on to our fave segment, mostly because we love the intro. You ready? It's time for our Crushing, Crushing a crown. crown. If you don't already know, every week we hand out a crown to someone who is crushing it. And it's all about strong parenting or positive moments for kids. And this week it goes to da, 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 Jessica Moyes. Jessica, or should I say Ms. Moyes, uh, she's a teacher. Ms. Moyes is an art teacher at Sharon Elementary School in Newburgh, Indiana. So Ms. Moyes started this fantastic art project that isn't just creative and fun, but really meaningful. She read the book Only One You by Linda Krantz, which is a book about a little fish who is going out into the ocean on his own, and his parents give him a great life lesson, like find your own way, don't follow the crowd. Quote, there's only one you in this great big world. Make it a better place. End quote. I think I need to read this book, Carrie. Same here. I want to be that little fish. Oh, gosh. It makes me feel so bad for all the goldfish that I had when I was a kid or the betta fish when they were just like in the one tank by themselves yeah. alone. Anyway, uh, going to the dark side. This art project was inspired by this book. And Mrs. Moyes had all of her students. She has like over 700 students, right? Yeah, 740 God. to be exact. She had them all paint their own individual rocks. But that's not the end of the art project. The project was taking the rocks the students painted and making this beautiful, colorful, Full, inspiring little path with them outside of the school. Right. And if you look at the article, which is on our site, it's so pretty. I love it because it, it inspires inclusiveness and to be active and to be proud of your uniqueness, which is so important. This this project got a lot of attention online. Our scary mommies loved it too. And here's what you guys had to say. Camille says, this project is so cool, and as kids reflect on it in years to come, hopefully it will be life-changing. We are supposed to be different. Just think if all the rocks had been painted identically. It wouldn't have been as beautiful or as interesting. I taught middle school, and this lesson is profound. Love it. Kaylee says, it makes my heart happy knowing Elliot's rock is forever a lasting impression of him there. Oh, she, oh, their kid goes to that school. That's so nice. I love that. Emily says, my daughter's school did this last year. My littlest painted hers black. You do you. Oh, I love this little yeah, girl. I was going to say, is that me? <laughs> exactly. I love this. I really hope that whatever school Sebastian goes to does does stuff like that. I feel like I went to a school like this where self-expression was very much welcomed mm. and encouraged. And um, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just love this idea that I don't know. One, it's like giving back to the community in, in, in a very small way, obviously. But two, it's encouraging kids just 
to beautify the world in their own special way. Yeah. And also, let's give a shout out to all the teachers out there. It's back to school time. You guys are crushing it. You spend so much time with our kids and you encourage them and and you have such an impact on them. So and keep may killing I, it. And may I say to you, teachers, you rock. Yeah. So this is a great story that went viral on our site. It's something pretty simple that went a long way. A mom let her daughter dye her hair blue. And she doesn't say how old her daughter is, but I think she looks like Mm 12-ish, give or take. Uh, The important part of the story is that the mom says that after she let her daughter dye her hair, she noticed a difference in their relationship, which I find fascinating. I know. So what was happening was the daughter was helping around the house more. They were enjoying their relationship more. It was as if this act of uh, allowing her child to do something to her hair that she really wanted to release the tension between mothers and daughters. And interesting to note, um, she took like a back to school picture with with the hair. And then the next year, another back to school picture, the daughter was right back to having blonde hair. So it was just like the mom respecting that the child needed to explore this thing, yeah. however temporary, was a really important part of having that child be heard. And it's, yeah, it's just a form of self-expression. And, you know, I, I think I would so much rather the dying of the hair than like a piercing or a tattoo or and not that anyone's getting a tattoo at 12, at 12. years old. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's so temporary. Yeah. Even if you even if you do permanent dye, like you it, it's gone. And eventually. identity, and when you're that age or, and, and older, finding your identity is such a crucial part of um, the actual cycle of, of, yeah. of learning and growing as a child. It's important that that happens. And it's a tricky time. Like, I remember that was a really tricky time for me. So anything as innocent as dyeing or cutting your hair, if it helps navigate those tricky waters of really finding yourself, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. I, I remember... In, like, eighth grade, the manic panic phase was really big. Mm-hmm. And everyone, all the cool kids were dyeing their hair. And I always wanted to do it. And I don't remember if my mom didn't let me or if she did the same thing she did when I asked for a tattoo at 16. Where where she was like, that's fine if you want to do it, but you're going to look stupid. <laughs> Which was enough Peer for me to be like. from your mom. Okay, you're right. I'm glad. Hey, I'm really glad I didn't get that comedy and tragedy mask oh, tattoo boy. that I wanted at 16. Oh, Don't regret that decision at all. Thank you, Ashley's mom, from all of us. Thank you so much, mom. Um, you know, it's really interesting because. I have curly blonde hair, which is kind of rare. It's rare to have both curly and blonde hair, just genetically speaking. And so I had all this very, very long curly blonde hair. Very like Sex in the City first season style. It was like down to my waist. And that's all everyone talked about. So everyone in school, all the kids at school, everyone in my family, the only one that has this hair. It was truly my like crowning glory this yeah. year. And then I, I um, was in college. Again, they all talked about the hair. And I had to I, – I was an acting major and I had to play this part. And I had to cut off all my hair. I mean really short. I played a boy. So I, it was boy short. I went from hair, having hair down to my waist. And How Shakespearean. I know. It wasn't a Shakespeare play. But it was very Shakespearean. And it was – very dramatic at first, so I cried when it first happened, just the shock yeah. of seeing myself. And I was so concerned what people would think. But then after the first couple of days, I am so thankful. It is to this day one of the best things that's ever happened wow. to me. And I've never had my hair long since, ever, wow. since then, because I just realized that 
people like me for me, my hair, I'm beautiful without my hair. I'm feminine without my hair. It gave me, um, it gave me opportunity to explore a deeper, I know this sounds so deep, but it's true. It gave me an opportunity to explore the deeper aspects of myself and become a little less fixated on the facade. And it really, to this, like I said, to this day, um, me having short hair and being able to have short hair and kind of and have it not be an issue and kind of an empowering thing is to this day it's really important. And it, I mean, not to, it's been twenty plus years since I've been out of college and I have not grown my hair out since. I mean, it, it's really funny to hear you say that because I, I I really relate to you on this subject. I have had long hair my entire life. In fact, right now it's like be- right below my shoulders, which is the shortest it's been. Since that one time in like fourth grade, I got a boy's haircut, which was just bad all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have so much thick hair, and people have always made such a big deal about my hair, like you said, yep. um, that I remember getting really into Frida Kahlo mm-hmm. in high school. And there's a painting of her uh, with a shaved head in a suit. And that has kind of always just been a fascination to me. Like, what what kind of freedom? having a shaved head would be for me. Uh, I'm not ready to make that leap. I don't know if now in my life I will ever take that leap because uh, I feel like that's maybe like a we'll, cool 22-year-old thing Maybe to we'll do. save it for our elderly years when you and I are living in a retirement home yeah, together. Yeah, and then I'll just have a, a wall of wigs that I can throw <laughs> on whenever I want with names, just like on Schitt's Creek. Um, but... Yeah, I just, I get it. I can see how that would be so liberating. I get why this little girl was so into it. It's like, um, you know, Jessica Simpson just dyed her daughter's hair. Yep. And it looked great, by the way. The it picture so it was so great. cool. And also, guys, I know this is going to come as a shock, but people were pissed about it. <laughs> people get pissed about everything. Everything. Um, and then Pink came out in solidarity. My girl also- Pink. Yes. My girl Pink. She dyed her daughter's hair as well. Different color. Same Spoiler, idea. Spoiler. People were still pissed about that too. I know. But I love that she in solidarity was like, oh yeah, check this out. You know what I mean? It's like, just hair. When you're young, why not? Yeah. Why not? The only thing I think that I think about, actually, let me backtrack. If you were going to dye, if you were going back to school, what color would you dye your hair? I mean, I think pink because that's the fantasy I've always had. You know, pink. I have two favorite colors, and that's pink and black. Yeah. Um, And, um, I mean, my hair is brown, so really black's not going to do much of anything. I I would do pink. Every school I've ever gone to, school colors were blue and gold. And since I have golden hair, I'd probably, like, blue tip it, like, in honor of all the schools I've gone to, their school colors. Green is the only one that I've always thought looks weird, especially when you're blonde. It just looks like you have, like, mold on your hair. That's the only (laughs) one I've never really loved. We won't go for that. Yeah. No, No green. How would you feel if Sebastian wanted to dye his hair? Um... Fine. I mean, I, you know, I think if he was, I put on temporary tattoos on him like a couple of weekends ago. Like he got like uh, Paw Patrol. He's obsessed with Paw Patrol. He got uh, Paw Patrol fake tattoos and I put them on him and I was just like. So hardcore. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ooh, look at this little bad boy. You know, it's just hair. I don't know that I would um, at this age do anything permanent. But he's kind of close to blonde anyway, so some kind of temporary washout thing. Yeah. I don't care. I'm okay for it. I think the only thing that I would steer Luna to is if she wanted a color that I knew would probably look not great executed. Just having, Like green? Yeah, having having experienced hair color in yeah. the past. I might try to steer her 
towards a color that I think would look better because That's you know just sometimes kids can't think long term. They're just like, oh, this is my favorite color. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And so, but I would totally let her do. I mean, she might have to convince her father, but. We're pretty. I like to think that we're pretty cool. My my partners had all sorts of weird haircuts in the '90s and things going on. So I, I would let her let her do her thing. I also just think this is such a it's such a non-event. It's such a like thing to get upset about for no reason. I don't know. I just don't understand what there's to be upset about. I here. want my daughter to be her own person, and if yeah. her own person means having different hair than what is the norm, then I'm off for yeah, it. Like I don't I'm I don't really it. care. But let's see what you all had to say. Natasha says. High honor roll reward. She kept it for a few years, sometimes purple, sometimes various blues. It's just hair. She kept up her grades. I kept up the Manic Panic and Arctic Fox. It worked for us. That Ash- sounds nice. That's a supportive mama. Yeah. Ashley said, not you, Ashley, but a not different it. Ashley. My daughter's unicorn transformation after excellent grades the prior school year. We waited until summer, and she was ecstatic. Color fades, but the memory doesn't. Again, these back-to-school grades. Yeah, it's, all, it's definitely it's like a reward thing. That's a great idea. Yeah. Vera says, as a licensed cosmetologist, it makes my heart so happy when clients bring their kids in and tell them to do what they want to their hair. The looks on the kids' faces are amazing. Just that little freedom of expression is so awesome. Giving kids, and especially girls, power over their bodies is very meaningful. It's empowering and it's freeing just to be able to let them express themselves like that. You know, the one thing I would have... Okay. If Sebastian decided he wanted a rat tail... Do you guys remember rat tails? Oh, I do. Listen, I've had a couple mullets on accident, so... I just, I feel like, oh, God, if he wants, like, a rat tail or a mullet or, eat like... Just so you know, you can get a clip on rat tail. I've seen Oh, them. my God. So that's a good... There you go. Let's move on. <clears throat> Ashley, be honest. How do you wake up in the morning? I only made it because Luna was holding my eyelids open. What do you think I do, Carrie? I drink coffee. I pour myself a delicious cup of Seattle's Best Coffee, and that's how I do it. Seattle's Best Coffee? As I'm making a well-balanced breakfast that my son will barely eat, (laughs) all I have to do is start my coffee maker, and I've got a cup ready to sip for when I'm dealing with the egg situation. The egg situation? What is the egg situation? Sebastian usually throws the eggs up in the air, and I catch them before they hit the floor and our dog eats them. Therefore, the egg situation. You've actually caught eggs in the air while you're drinking your coffee? Uh, of course. I'm not going to miss a sip of my morning coffee. And obviously, I have to catch those eggs before a dog gets to them. She's vegan. Right. And after that, we head out the door and start our day. I'm impressed. And where do I get this coffee? Oh, do you just visit seattlesbest.com and find your closest retailer. I think I need a cup right now. Also, your dog's vegan. So we were trying to figure out some tips and hacks of like, how do you get your day started? How do you get your day running smoothly? So we decided to hit the streets and ask you guys what you do to get started. How do you start your morning? Coffee immediately in my bed. That buckets I, of coffee. Buckets of coffee. <laughs> how do you start your morning? Uh, with the dog walk and coffee. Yeah. Oh, coffee. Are you walking the dog with the coffee? I walk to the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. He knows the routine. Now he could actually walk to the coffee shop without me telling <laughs> He should. Train if him you, to do that. Yeah, if you yeah. train him to do that, just uh, give us a call because yeah, we'll we all need that intel. Yeah, definitely. I wake up at 5.30 and go to the gym. Oh, you're much better than I am. Yeah. like two hours. Oh, man. Protein shake, coffee, uh, ketchup on the news, and then go to work. That's amazing. For a second, I, I thought you said ketchup. No, no. Like you eat ketchup no. as your way to wake no. up. I was like, maybe that's a trick. <laughs> you look pretty awake right now. I mean, I granted it's the <laughs> afternoon. How, how, do you, how do you wake up in the morning? 
Uh, with lots of coffee. With lots of coffee. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> lots and lots of coffee. Lots of how, like how many cups does it take for you to get going? Uh, like four. Yeah, I'm, I'm really like, ashamed to admit that. I'm <laughs> like I have to I have to make a cup to yeah. get to another. To cup. another cup. Yeah. It's the cup before the cup. It's the gateway that's cup. Good. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Yes. Like, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, gateway, gateway cup. cup. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna use that if that's alright. I would like that. Uh -huh. right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have like a hack that you can give me? to how you start your day, because I'm having a rough time starting my daisies. Best way to start your day is to wake up in the morning. First thing you do is say what you're grateful for. I agree. That's it. Oh, I love Drop that. the mic, you're done. Good. Everything goes upwards and onwards. Cuties, you look like Ewoks. So how do you start your morning? Because you look so happy. Part of it oh. is the dogs, I'm sure. Yes. But do you have any tips to how to start your morning off right? I usually just start my morning with a positive attitude and taking a walk early in the morning with <laughs> my two babies. <laughs> I, got, I got you. Oh, Bubba. My daughter's on a schedule, mm -hmm. so I know what time she's going to wake up. Mm -hmm. I know what time she's going to nap, and I go to my workout in between. So is that what gives you your energy, most likely? Yeah. 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 I'm struggling to find that energy right now. We all are. I know. But you push yourself. Okay, so we have a story, and... I, I really love stories like this because, first of all, I can't believe that this conversation is still happening in 2019. I know. But anyway, the county public schools in Roanoke, Virginia, set a dress code for both boys and girls. Wait, hold on. Okay. It's, um, it's been a very long time since I've been in school. <laughs> but uh, I'm just remembering how all the dress code rules were basically against what girls wore. You know, like boys could wear whatever ever they wanted to. Well, it's definitely more specific to all the various options that girls could have. Totally. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean. This article specifically talks about how dress codes have always kind of been mostly geared towards girls, not so much concentrating on the boys. Yeah. Which is so disturbing. I know. You it's know? not acceptable. Uh, not anymore. But, you know, it was. It was when we were in school. Yeah. You know, what I really like about this this update to the Roanoke County Schools dress code is that they created gender neutral guidelines on what boys and girls are allowed to wear. So, like, if the dress code is armpit to armpit, must have straps, short at least three to four inches, no holes. There's a diagram that's actually a gender neutral body. But it's for both boys and girls. So, for instance, if a boy wanted to wear a girl's blouse, let's just say, yeah. as long as it follows the general guidelines for what – I sound like I'm 100 years old saying the word blouse. But as far as – My uh, bathing cap. <laughs> thank you. As long as the blouse fits under the guidelines, boys or girls or whoever – can wear it, which I, I like that it's like, these are just the rules. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you want to dress in, quote unquote, the opposite sex clothing, although it's just, just clothing. Yeah. Right? I love that. So should we read what some of these comments had to say? All right, let's go. Katie says, as a teacher of teenagers, I think it's great. As a parent of a tall teenager, girl, it's very difficult to find shorts that are appropriate. More importantly, designers and retail stores need to actually make these clothes readily available. Again, I don't understand this. I'm very short. So I was going to say, do shorts you think are always Bermuda style for me. But how about you, Ashley? Uh, well, I was going to say her tall daughter probably has a hard time with sleeves. Because <laughs> I, I do. Those. It's those long arms. Sleeves are never really long enough. 
Anna says, my son's public middle school has no dress code. They don't allow vulgar words on clothes, and that's it. I've seen some girls' stomachs and shoulders, and the education doesn't stop. And two, a lot of workplaces are doing away with dress codes. My husband left for work today looking like he was going on a hike, and he has an amazing high-paying engineering job. So let kids express themselves. Heather says, I support this so much. As a teacher, I really appreciate encouraging and enforcing appropriate attire for girls and boys. I do think that there, I think there is appropriateness for everything. But also what is appropriate, that's where the really conversation comes Right. In. Well, I, I definitely understand the argument that it should be the same for both boys and girls. But I, you know, I don't think going showing up anywhere in your pajamas is appropriate in life as someone who's done it. <laughs> Jen says, our school district's dress code policy is, if you're comfortable and your parents approve it, then you're good. I mean, but then, then they could also do what I did, which was like, wear one thing leaving the house and then change into something a little... <laughs> How deviant. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally feel like the responsibility lies with the parent um, rather than the school itself. I agree. Um, again, having gone to private Catholic school, I was really upset that the I felt like the random rules the school was putting on me. Yeah. I was much more interested in what my mom had to say about what I was dressing. And she was really good. She she taught me that there are appropriate things that you can wear at home and there are other appropriate things that you wear to school. And there's appropriate ways that you present yourself at a family function or, yep. you, you know, school's your job. You know, going to a family function might be like your black tie slash, you know, right. just ways that there's uh, adult stuff translates down to children. And which is what school is, right? Right. School work. school is is your, your job prep. as a child. Right. And in it. And realistically, it is preparation for the rest of your life. Bottom line is, I feel that conversation is between the parents and the child and less yes. about in Unless on the like larger scale of, I don't want some random people telling my child what she should wear. I want to have that relationship and that conversation with my child. Did you ever watch What Not to Wear? Of course. Okay. So What Not to Wear. She lives in my neighborhood. I love Stacey London. Yes. And I love Clinton Kelly. Um, anyway, love them both so much. And what I loved about the show was that it was so much, it was like, it's not just about appropriateness, but it's about what you're saying to the world with how you present yourself. And you do feel different when you wear certain yes. clothes. Yes. Don't you feel good? Yeah, you feel- Like, when you, when you feel like you look good, you just feel good about yourself. Side note, they did this study where they had, they had um, people wear, people studying to take a test, a science-based test, wear a white lab coat. I swear, the study's amazing. That's amazing. And the people that wore a white lab coat, they weren't doctors or scientists. It was just like a, like a, what do they call it? A, a, it's like a cost. Oh, the P, like not penicillin. What is it? Placebo. A placebo. They wore white coats. They tested better. They were like more awake and felt like they were dressed, you know, dressed to impress than people who did not wear a white lab coat. I read that and I was like, power dressing is a thing. There you go. I believe in it. Confession time. Shh, confessions. Do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for confessions. Every week we tell our deepest, darkest secrets to literally everyone. Literally everybody. And why don't you start, Carrie? So my confession this week is that I sometimes don't put the location of where I am when I'm posting things on social media because – and this this is definitely um, the mark of someone who, who thinks very highly of themselves. I assume that my friends 
will be mad if I'm in their neighborhood and I'm not hanging out with them. I think that's a reasonable fear. Because, you know, especially as a mom, it gets hard to juggle. Like, it's very important that I make time for my friends. I don't want to be one of those moms that just disappears. Because I, I want to make sure that yeah. I make time for my friends. But it is sometimes very hard to juggle everything. And I want to make sure that everybody's getting equal attention. No one feels bad. So I don't say where I am because I don't want anyone to be mad if I'm in their neighborhood and I didn't let them know. I definitely have been a disappearing friend. So I feel you. Good for you that you do that. Your confession? Oh, yeah. My husband makes fun of me so hard because I can't tell you left and right. Like if Max, you make the L's with your hand, yeah, I have thing? to do it with my hand. And then even sometimes that I'm like, wait, wait, wait is that an L or is this an L? <laughs> I swear, I swear. And it's I'm not a stupid. You could definitely person. never be a yoga teacher because my whole life oh. is not only left and right and backwards. but then mirroring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I can't say. do that. But left and right really difficult for me. And I've I really like practice. We just drove to Delaware to go see Matt's family, and I I navigated. And every time I was like, before I said it, I was like thinking and trying to process, do I tell Matt to go left or do I tell Matt to go right? I have socks that have left and right on them. I should get them for you. But being the rebel that I am, I often on purpose swap them. So listeners, the bottom line is it's very good that we have this job and we're not accountants or people who need to give directions as a career. I'm glad I'm not a pilot. And now reading our anonymous Scary Mommy Confessions is the incomparable Kate Blanchett. How do you get people to confess to this stuff? So nice to know that people are worse than you. I knew my daughter had lice and I sent her to school anyway. This is so terrible because I did not want to cancel my... This is really terrible. I mean, I have sent my children to school with um, suspected lice only because I didn't want them to miss an exam or a test. But this mother says, I knew my daughter had lice and I sent her to school anyway because I didn't want to cancel my hair appointment. Children singing makes me cringe. And you're a parent? My daughter's favorite toy is a talking baby that literally never shuts up. So I threw her out with the trash. You threw your daughter out with the trash last week? So she threw her daughter out with the trash last week and she's still looking for her? Oh, no, okay, so she, yes, so I threw the baby out last week and my daughter is still looking for her. All of these things is gonna make Bernadette seem like a saint. I buy Costco cookies and put them in my own plates so I don't get judged by the PTA mums at the bake sale, it works. That is totally relatable. I hate everyone, literally everyone. Oh my God, that is that is Bernadette's tattoo. I'm Kate Blanchett and I'm a scary mommy. Thank you for joining us on this very special back to school episode of Scary Mommy Speaks, Brought to you by Seattle's Best Coffee. All right, mamas, thank you so much for joining us today. We loved getting real with you. And if you love this show, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Music provided by Audio Network. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. 
Scary Mommy Speaks.